0: This is part two of the Donnie Atkins episode, and please remember to support Unfound at Patreon, PayPal, or YouTube. Donald Ray Atkins II, Donnie to those who loved him most, was a 35-year-old from West Monroe, Louisiana. He had recently gotten out of prison, but seemed to finally be on the right track. In the late morning of September 2nd, 2018, Donnie allegedly got dressed in nice clothes and walked out of a friend's home where Donnie had stayed the night before. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. Um, but one thing that was not there was his phone, correct? Correct. All right. Anything else, uh, that you can tell, as best as you can tell, that is missing? Did you tell me something about uh, maybe some shoes that are missing? Does anybody have any idea, if he really did walk off, what shoes he would have been wearing? Um, the
1: shoes, so he, so I brought my brother clothes, um, so when I he had two pairs of tennis shoes, his work boots, and um, there was a brown pair of like dress shoes. So one of the tennis shoes, we did not, one set of the, there were two pairs of Nike tennis shoes. One, they did not get, they were not at Rob. So I don't know if that means Donnie was wearing them or, I, I don't know.
0: All right, maybe he could have left them at Christie's. I guess we have a a lot of different possibilities there, right? Right. Okay. Um, Given that Rob's story is that Donnie walked off, was uh, uh, Rob able to help uh, you or anybody else describe the shoes that Donnie was wearing? No, I didn't. um, The one encounter that I had with
1: Rob, I didn't even think it never even crossed my mind to ask okay. what Donnie was wearing. Could he describe what he was wearing? And I don't know um, if the detectives did either. Um, it's not in the report. So I don't know.
0: Okay, very good. All right, so we have a lot of the stuff. Um you know, I, I think uh people are going to think that we we, we Maybe there's something odd about Rob's story, given that it was a week before anybody realized that, that Donnie was missing, despite all his was being there. On the other hand, it doesn't seem that Rob, Rob kind of just left things as they were, especially considering that all that cash was there. Uh, if there was an opportunity, you'd think for... Rob to be a bad guy, it would have been to take that cash and nobody would have known, but it was still there. So maybe this you know, kind of goes both ways regarding Rob Atkins. Moving on, we mentioned that Donnie's phone is still missing to this day. What can you say about the. Did they try to ping Donnie's phone? And then we're going to get into these uh, records and the things that these conversations that would we'll be on as best we can in general regarding. Uh, um, Donnie and Christy, but regarding pings, any information there?
1: Well, I guess to backtrack just a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, go ahead. The only other person, the only other person who knew the location of Donnie's truck for the amount of time would have been Christy, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that she she brought it up to me September the ninth, but she had said in the text messages um, she had been seeing it there. Every day for the week. And Christy lives on the opposite side of town and works on the opposite side of town than where Donnie's truck was. So it would have been out of her way to even go that direction.
0: All right. So what you're saying is maybe it was a little too convenient that Christy actually saw Donnie's truck there.
1: Yes. Okay. And to keep tabs on it.
0: Okay. Is it possible that he maybe just told her, hey, this is where I'm going, and when she didn't hear from him, she kind of went over that direction and just saw that? Is that possible?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right. But that's, so we have to, so it was not convenient for Christy to see the truck there, but she was the one who told you about it. Right. Okay. Very good. Thank you for explaining that. So we don't want to leave the impression that Rob Atkins' place was just right down the street from Christie's. In fact, she had to go at least a little bit out of her way to see this truck. Yes. Okay, very good. Thank you for for that. Regarding the pings now with the phone, any helpful at all?
1: Um, I guess... Yes and no. That's kind of one of the things that... um, launched the investigation to where it's primarily focused even to this day. Um, It did ping at Rob's and then it did ping at a location um, on May Road, which is um, about 6 miles from Rob's.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, to your knowledge, uh, Donnie have any connection to this road, this May Road six miles away? Did he know anybody there? Was he known to walk over there? Any reason for him to be over there? Um,
1: uh, from my understanding, I guess he did know the lady who owns the house, um, and it's on the way to my house, and he Mm -hmm. would... He had said um, previous time that he had friends on Philpott, which is the uh, crossroad to this road. Mm -hmm. So whether he meant actual Philpot or he meant May Road, like if he was just saying I have friends in the the area, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. That would be one of my guesses.
0: Okay, so what we're saying is that... The phone pinging in this May Road area—maybe not totally unusual, given that it seems he did know people over there. Right. Okay, and we have to remember, Rob said that Donnie was kind of dressed up when he left the house. Isn't that what Rob said? Yes. All right. So we might infer that Donnie was going to meet somebody, and it was something that he felt he needed to look good for. Okay. So the ping, uh, any searches done in that area when that information came up of May Road? Any searches ever done over there?
1: Um, August the 4th of 2019.
0: All right. So almost a year later. Yes. All right. So even though I'm guessing this ping records came out probably in 2018, they didn't take time to go over there and search around until 2019.
1: Yeah. So I guess yes and no. So they did go to the property, um, and they had access to the I'm property. Sure I they had access to the property in October of two thousand eighteen. But I really don't know why it took so long um, for it to become. A place of interest for Donnie um, in October of two thousand eighteen was because of the people at the property. So at this at this mm. time, it, it, the property had gone into foreclosure. There was um, a lot of uh, criminal activity happening. Okay, and that was the reason for the police um, running off, making arrests for people who were there.
0: Okay. All right. So we get this ping information. Eventually, uh, there was some work done in uh, over there. And what uh, Carmen is alluding to is some people have been arrested uh, for Donnie's disappearance. But at this time in 2023, uh, the charges were dropped. And we're certainly going to get into that uh, before we are done here. But I guess what we're saying is we had these pings over in in this May Road area, but that really didn't lead to anything.
1: No. I guess they were were at this point in the investigation the police were relying on um, the tip line Mm -hmm. and tips that I was getting through the uh, Facebook page that was Mm -hmm. created for Donnie's missing persons case um, which led to the five suspects, which led to yeah. May Road.
0: All right. Um, all, all I'm asking you is the phone pinged there. They didn't find anything over there connected to Robbie's disappearance or to Donnie's disappearance.
1: Okay. So when they did the search warrant, they brought out cadaver dogs mm-hmm. at this time. And that's when the cadaver dogs, well, there were four of them. And they did, two of the dogs did hit on what they're trained to do, which is um, blood or uh, human decom-
0: Decomposition? Decomposition. <laughs> Decomposition, yes. All right.
1: Yes. Um, but at that time, um, the property is, it's a 10, well, it's 52 acres, mm-hmm. um, The house itself is kind of in the middle of it, um, and it's the back of the property has a creek, and in that time of year, um, the flood backwaters, the back floodwaters kind of come in. So the dogs, they took the dogs out in a boat because there was a, a small area of the property that was kind of in a bottom area, and that's where the dogs hit was in the water so they marked it and um, it took them some time before they came back i guess they were prepping and getting a game plan ready for the search
0: to this point in 2023 despite this ping happening in the area Nothing of Donnie's has been found over there. His phone, any shoes, anything. No. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. okay. Let's move on to this. Regarding we don't we can surely cannot go through all of the exchanges that Donnie and Christy had over texting like September first into September second, but there was a lot of interaction. Um, when you first spoke to Christy about you know when she finally let you know about the truck being over at Rob's. Did Christy talk to you? Did she tell you, you know, Donnie and I had these these uh, texts going back and forth, uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Did she say anything about any of that?
1: The text message was between her and Donnie? Yeah. No, she didn't have anything. I don't think she talked about the truck. She didn't talk about... Um, bu- she never asked really where Donnie was, he never really said, so that that was never um, confirmed. And even talking to her the whole time that she was talking with Donnie, <clears throat> she claims that she didn't know where he was. hmm
0: But I guess what I'm saying is, did she tell you about these these text messages that went into the morning of September second in which you know they were arguing. it's very emotional. Did she pass along any of that to you? Obviously, you have records of it. so obviously, you know you know about it through a uh, messenger, but did did she tell you about it independently?
1: No, she did not. she her her stance with me when I um, would talk to her about Donnie's disappearance and about their relationship. The way she presented it to me they were just friends um, she was just trying to help him out um, she made it sound as if they did not have a relationship and at the time wow. i really couldn't you know i didn't have a rebuttal with her other than what my brother had told me he clearly seen her as a girlfriend and um I had met her twice, and they were clearly dating, you know, however they wanted to label it, but Mm -hmm. she just wanted me to definitely know that they were just friends, Um, that she didn't have time for a relationship, she was focused on her kids. Um, That's the way that she spun it to me. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until I was able to gain access to... My brother's phone records in his facebook messenger account that mm-hmm. i got a glimpse into their actual personal relationship was definitely the polar opposite of how she was perceiving it to me they mm-hmm. were clearly um, romantically involved mm-hmm. um, he stayed with her um, they talked about you know futures um, together it was definitely a relationship.
0: Okay, it wasn't just platonic friends. It was way more than that.
1: Yes. All and, right. and I had confronted her with about that as well. Because um, I tried every way to, to come at her as a friend, as a mom, just, yeah. you know, a sister. You know, just whatever it took just to get her. Because I still think to this day that she holds a key of information that she's just not wanting to come forward about um but i mean she she's still stuck with it. they were just friends until i confronted her then i had their conversations okay what
0: did she how did she react when you showed her those messages once again we're not going to get into all of them with your permission carmen i would like to at least give the audience at least a sample by posting some screenshots that you've taken of them of course not all of them but just to give the audience a little flavor of what we're talking about here, with of course with your permission. But what did how did Christy react when you showed her those messages?
1: Um, she had a blank look on her face. She was she was a little taken back by it, and um, then she said, then she changed the story that well they were, but then they decided to just be friends. Mm-hmm. They they weren't in a relationship, but they decided to just be friends. Okay.
0: How would you, given it? He's your brother. He's the one that's missing. How would you describe his emotional state in these uh, messages? How would you describe it?
1: Uh, he's definitely under the influence. Um, it, the as the messages go on, they start off, you know, during the day very coherent, you know, they make sense, it's good, but then the later the messages go, um, to the wee hours, uh, there are definitely, you feel like you have to translate it mm-hmm. somewhat. Um,
0: right. Yeah. Right, it just uh, is, I guess, his typing in English gets worse and worse and worse.
1: It does, yes. Uh,
0: okay, all right. And uh, we'll come back to that in a little bit. So we have these interactions. She's portraying them one way. The proof is something else. It's always going to make us suspicious in any, dif- in any disappearance when people uh, don't describe, you know, a relationship or what we would say in a truthful way. Okay. Um, regarding Christy, your opinion. This is your opinion. Was she helpful in uh, trying to find Donnie? Did she assist? Did she go out and put out flyers? Did she post on her Facebook page anywhere else regarding Donnie's disappearance? Once again, your opinion.
1: She, she did um, share everything that was posted to the Donnie's missing person page. Um, she did want to be a part of the entire investigation. I did not trust her, and I didn't want her... That close to Donnie's investigation. Okay. Um, I felt like she, she. I feel like she knows things, and mm-hmm. I. She volunteered. She was very upfront about volunteering, uh, but I, I didn't want her there.
0: Okay. Very good. I should ask you this. Going back to the phone records, of course, we know about these. Regarding any text, uh, who did? Donnie talked to or text with. Besides, of course, he called you. He wanted to come over. You couldn't accommodate him for obvious reasons. Uh, we know about him having communications with Christy. Any other communications, being that you had got access to his messenger, being that you got access to his phone records, anybody else on those records for September 1st into September 2nd?
1: No. He had... Um he had did a, a meme to everyone, even like his entire, he had shared a meme, I think it was um, Happy Friday or some kind of meme, to everybody on his entire messenger contacts. And I don't know if it was by accident or on purpose, Is there was people he had never even talked to since he had created Facebook because and I know that because I went back and you know I went through every individual contact and posted Donnie's missing person thing flyer and gave a bit of the information if you have any information contact me and uh, the majority of the people did um, within weeks some it took months message back that, you know, they hadn't heard from Donnie in, you know, 10 years or, you know, they they just, you know, it was, so I don't know if it was something accidental he did or on purpose. I I don't know. But no, he wasn't the only person he was in um, constant communication with those two days that weekend was Christy.
0: Okay. So for, this is just an example uh, any numbers, for example, on his phone records that you've never been able to identify?
1: So, it, yeah, so the 31st, that was when he was—he had called uh, my aunt, my uncle. He called a couple of friends, his boss, let's see, after that evening. So starting at after 5 that evening, everything mm. was to Christy. Okay. And that would have been August 31st is when that started. All right, and what about September 1st? After,
0: September 1st would have been Saturday. September 2nd, Sunday. Any, once again, any numbers that pop out to you that were never identified?
1: I think there was one I called and there was, um, best I could figure, it was a telemarketer or I have it listed as Blanchard, Louisiana. It was an incoming call. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that I ever got any further than that on it.
0: Okay, Any messages or texts or anything that would have led you to believe that uh, Donnie was planning to meet somebody on Sunday morning, given that Rob said he walked off wearing nice clothes, anything in any of those messages stating that Donnie was planning to meet somebody that day? Like somebody said, I'm coming over, I'll meet you here, anything like that. No, I never come across anything like that. Nothing. And despite you having access to his records, his messenger, etc. You know, the places that would people usually would use to do something like that.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah,
0: no. All right, very good. All right, so we got these texts going back and forth between uh, Christy and Donnie. Donnie, uh, as you've already explained, a very emotional Maybe could have been brought on by, um, you know, his brain being compromised by alcohol or something else. And like I said, hopefully I'll be able to give the people at least uh, a little bit of sample, uh, a sample of that. What did, was the last text that Donnie sent to Christy? You had said that he had sent you something, of course, that night or that early morning that was just a bubble. It was like a text, but there was no words in it. Did he do the same thing for Christy?
1: Yeah, so it looks like looking at, at it right now on September the second, um, Christy had called Don at eleven thirty seven and then Donnie called and then Christy called Don at twelve thirty-eight. Donnie called Christy at three eleven AM um, and called again at three fifty-five AM. Um he had texted, um, at 4.02, it looks like, a.m., uh, you feel better after we talk, and the biggest, um, he used, he used to say, love you, the biggest, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if, you know, he, he forgot the other part of it, um. He's, uh, I know you got a lot rest easy is that 407 from him at 441
0: he texted up I, I'm just uh, I'm just asking about the last one we're, we're, you know we're going to get probably lost in the in the forest here if you read everyone I'm just asking about the last one
1: right oh the last one from Donnie, yeah is it at 9.27 a.m
0: okay and is there anything in that text or or message or is it just like what he sent to you just a bubble.
1: It's just the chat bubble, which is the same timestamp as mine.
0: Uh, okay. All right. So, they uh, are having these conversations, and the last one is at 9-something a.m. on September 2nd. Yes. All right. And going back to Rob for a minute, did he ever, he said, of course, that Donnie walked off. I, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that or not, but did he ever give a time that this happened? Not
1: that I can
0: remember. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Okay. Moving on to this. This is phone records, and this is something that I think we discovered together just within this last uh, three weeks or something, Carmen, is that it seems that many days after this last sighting for to take September 2nd is the actual disappearance date, many days later, somebody was using his phone to check his email. Is that true? Or his voicemail? Is that true?
1: Yes, that is true.
0: Have you gotten any explanation uh, regarding that? Any insight uh, as of the time of this uh, interview? Because it is unusual.
1: It is unusual. And when I was able to get um, into Donnie's Facebook page, because the... Detectives were telling me there's so much red tape to be able to get into um, Facebook, you you know, they needed to supply a subpoena and yaddy, it was such a process. Well, I know my brother, well, um, it wasn't that complicated to figure out his password. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was able to get into all of his, his emails, his Facebook, everything by September the 16th. Um. And, uh, so I immediately, after going through the messages was like my first thing, because it just felt like maybe that will let me know where he was when he last, you know, conversation, something after I went through all that. I had given everything that I had found to the detectives. Um, then I went to, somebody said, we'll check his, you know, location because Facebook keeps up with locations. So I did that. And that's when I discovered that, you know, his phone or, well, his Facebook anyways was, you know, active after the fact. I mean, it was active on September the 5th, his Mm -hmm. Facebook was logged into. And, see, I didn't gain access to his Facebook till September the 16th. So Mm -hmm. um, then I was looking at the locations, um, and it also says, you know, what devices were being logged what devices are logged into his Facebook and given that to the police as well. Um, I couldn't they had asked me what phone he was using. I couldn't um, identify that because he had just recently broke a phone and he had gotten a new one so I didn't know which one that was because there there was an LG Phoenix, Three on his uh, Facebook account. There's three phones on his Facebook account. Wow! And I didn't know what those those were. Okay. But they never. The detectives never. They honestly. Am I? They didn't really seem to find any of that relevant.
0: Um, okay. But regarding just the good old-fashioned cell phone records, it does seem, I mean, it's right on there. You've shown them to me. you sent me the copies. That um, his voicemail was getting checked many days after he went missing.
1: Yes. Yes, it was.
0: Okay. Uh, No calls. I mean, the way I remember it, no calls being, uh, other than that, no texts, no calls um, being made. Just uh, this periodic, Checking of voicemail.
1: Of voicemails, yeah. Okay. Um, no one has given me an explanation for that. Um, I don't have an explanation.
0: Right. And as uh, you you and I have talked about, what's even we have to even put it in the context of? Well, this can only be happening if you know we might think, well, maybe this is just some weird computer thing or something, but. It also means that the phone is charged, and as we all know, cell phones these days, given all their capabilities, they don't last that long. But you know, we're talking a week after, ten days after is you know even f- further than that, that. The phone is still has a charge, and somebody's using it. So seemingly, somebody's charging that phone.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: right. All right. So it's yeah. not just. Yeah. Yeah, The voicemail, you know, reveals more than just one thing of somebody checking his voicemail. It's revealing that somebody is taking the time to charge it as well. Okay.
1: Right.
0: Now, as I've already brought up uh, earlier in this interview, and what makes this uh, unsolved disappearance rare is that some people at one point were charged with the death of Donnie. That's the the police were thinking the reason he disappeared is because somebody or some people killed him. How did this, but the charges have been dropped by the time, you know, we're doing this interview. How did this all transpire? Um, I don't know if we wanted to get all the names. The names are out there for everybody to see. But it might, there's quite a few people, and it might just get a little too much work for us to keep naming all of these people over and over and over. But I think the listeners need to understand how this all happened, why it happened. What is your best explanation of how this all went down?
1: Uh, my best explanation would be the way it was explained to me it was through the tip line, um, through Watchtop Parish. Um, there's just multiple calls coming in with the same, well, somewhat of the same story of mm-hmm. what had happened to Donnie, but all of the same names. All the same names just kept coming up over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when the detective told me, you know, it stops being a rumor when there's so many people saying the same thing. At okay. some point it has to have some truth to it okay so um
0: and when did this when did this start did this start immediately after donnie went missing or did it take to the end of 2018 how quickly did this happen your recollection um
1: definitely the the end of 2018 the beginning of
0: 2019
1: okay the name started coming in
0: okay um, and now the most importantly was Rob Adkins, one of these people, no, he, he was not. not. All right. So just for the record, Rob Adkins, despite him, of course, admitting that he, you know, his stories that he saw Donnie walk off, he was not, he, he was not charged with ever anything regarding, at least to this point, uh, Donnie's disappearance. Correct. Okay. Your understanding, once again, realizing you have your own life to lead. Uh, did Donnie have a connection to any of these people? Did he know these people? Did they run in the same circles? Did they have the same problems that Donnie did? Anything like that?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Um, this group of people were much younger than him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Donnie, didn't. He was never drawn to. People that were younger of of his age group, even when he was, you know, younger, he was always drawn to more of the older people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, um, if he did have a connection to them, I I really don't, I don't know what it would have been.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, How did you feel about it? How did your family feel about it when these people were finally charged with uh, Donnie's death? How did you feel about it? Did it feel concrete to you at the time? What did you think?
1: You no, know, um, we didn't, and the reason being is because we were already told that um, all they had was circumstantial evidence. Um, we were told in the beginning it, you know, it probably wouldn't play out. They were just going to their their best. Um, tactic was to just pin them all against each other Mm -hmm. and try to get as much answers as they could
0: okay and I guess what you're saying so it's multiple people and in fact there are a couple uh, young women involved in the charges as well correct correct okay and what you're saying is none of them ever rolled over on each other
1: They did not. Um, The closest that we, that the detectives were able to get was, they were all there, um, but nobody pointed any fingers as to actually murdering Donnie, if that's what happened.
0: Okay. Uh, When they were charged, and you found out about it, and maybe you had a chance to talk to the police or the prosecutor, whoever... Did they ever give their theory of the crime of how Donnie would have run into these people for them to have committed this uh, murder what was their what was the thinking?
1: So there was a couple of different stories um, One would be the connection with these people and Rob Atkins and Donnie so. It was told to us that two, two of the um, suspects were renting a room from Rob Atkins. I see. And um, it was a guy and a girl. They were a couple renting a room from Rob. Huh. And so there could have been a jealousy issue with Donnie staying huh. there that weekend. Okay. And tempers flared and something transpired mm-hmm. at that point. Sure. Um, those same two people are connected to May Road um, because of friends. Um, one of the suspects lived there on the property. Um, so that's the connection with the May Road, the second location. All of the people all have a connection to both properties. Donnie is really the only one that has a connection to Rob's place through knowing Rob. There was never um, any connection found with Donnie knowing any of these five people other than the circumstances Mm -hmm. that were in with his disappearance.
0: Alright, so I have to admit, Carmen, the way you're portraying it is this was not something that was very random. They just didn't pick, you know, it just wasn't necessarily a tip line. It was uh, uh, one of the these men and women just happened to be at Rob's place staying there, seemingly when Donnie went over there to spend the weekend. And then on top of that, these people, some of them had connections to this May Road... Location that you've already talked about in which it seems that Donnie's phone had pinged in that area, correct? Correct. All right, so there are some connections here. It's not totally, totally crazy.
1: No, no, it's not totally, totally crazy. And the the other scenario that was Mm. given to us with um, uh, a call coming into the sheriff's department was uh, there was... A young woman staying there at the house. She's actually the registered was the registered owner of the house. Um, her uncle was what, one of the suspects in Donnie's case. He was holding her captive and doing horrible things to her while keeping her drugged um, and it was said that my um, brother Donnie was friends with the young woman and he was notified about what was going on with her and he was going to help her and get her out of the house that was one of the scenarios that were um, from the detectives that were brought to us um, they were letting us know that maybe that's that is why he went there he was going to help a friend and try to get her out of a bad situation mm-hmm. and ended up getting caught up in some
0: very sinister things. Wow. Okay. Of course, of course, uh, of course, this doesn't explain why he would have left his truck at Rob's, right?
1: Right, exactly.
0: All right, unless, of course, the truck wasn't running. But uh, just to go back to the phone records, being that you've had a chance to look at Donnie's messenger, at his phone records, etc., any proof that... Donnie had any uh, interaction, even if he didn't know him, with any of these people at all, ever?
1: No. There was, they were Zero. not on his messenger uh, mm-hmm. at all. Um, I tracked down all the phone numbers on the list to mm-hmm. you know, label them with who they were, and none of those people are on either account phone or the messenger account
0: okay how about do any of these people have any connections to christy
1: yes they do
0: they do please explain um the
1: young woman who owns the house the property at may road mm-hmm. she is friends with christy um she is also or at that time or maybe a time before 2018 was in a relationship with Christie's ex-husband wow so it's it's the woman who owned May Road would okay. be the connection
0: all right so once again uh, a curious coincidence maybe not a coincidence right you know what are the odds that these tips are coming in And uh, it just happens to be regarding people who were at Rob's at the time and who have a connection to May Road, where Donnie's phone pinged, and the one woman does have a connection to Christy. What are the odds? Right. Okay, very. It's okay. It sticks out. I'm sure it's going to catch everybody's attention. Of course this happened in early 2018. How long uh, was it though before all of these charges were dropped? How long did that last? Not long. I believe it was in
1: within a few
0: months. Mm. Were you um, how did you feel about that when that all, you know, maybe you were hopeful their charged, you know, maybe somebody roll over on somebody else? But then all the charges get dropped. Uh, Can you explain uh, the feeling you had when that happened?
1: Um, At at that point, we were just kind of numb to it all, I guess. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, even though we were already prepped not to get our hopes up, you know, it's like we were... Almost there. I mean, they, the girls were consistent with they were all there. They all seen Donny. Um, just it was, it was, it was just incredibly frustrating. It yeah. was.
0: But there. But to be truthful, um, you know, just to be very black and white about this, other than you know these curious connections, there really was no proof that they ever did run into to Donny that day, right? Right. All right. They didn't find any weapons or anything like that. There's no proof that they knew even knew Donnie. It was just circumstantial that they, you know, that uh, you know, some of this information, no reason to think that any of them had any beefs with Donnie, anything like that. Right? Right, right. Yeah,
1: there was no connection
0: mm-hmm. found. All each. right. So it all it all gets dropped, and and that is the way it stayed has stayed since twenty nineteen. Yes. All right. Has anybody else? Uh, has anybody else ever been charged, and then the charges dropped since then?
1: Um, the last ditch effort was um, in twenty twenty. Okay. Where, so I guess to. Well, I guess to back up, so everyone was brought in at different times. Um, There was a couple of them that were brought in a couple of times for Donnie's, in 2019 for Donnie's case. And then in 2020, more of them. Um, There was one last ditch effort for the DA's office and um, 2020 which was always told to us, was the ringleader. He's an older gentleman in the group um, Mm. who went by TD. Um, It was just said that they were just all petrified and scared of this one man. Um, He apparently had the power. So with VA's office, brought him in on charges unrelated to Donnie's case for the sole purpose to hang, um, this, the charges that he was being brought up again for were for carried a life sentence. So right. they were ultimately, um, giving him this ultimatum of give us information on Donnie's case, you know, um, where his body is, what had happened, uh, people involved, and we will um, wipe your slate clean on this charge that you're currently facing. Hmm. And uh, we went to court for that. Um, It was a month long process. Uh, The man was very visibly upset at me and my family, hmm. um, probably because of what he was going through, what he was facing. But he, um, he maintained he didn't know anything, okay. or he didn't have anything to do with Donnie's disappearance, with his death, anything. Uh, that trial for him ended, finding him guilty, and he was sentenced to life in prison.
0: All right, for things not and, related though to Donnie's disappearance.
1: No, not related to Tony's okay. disappearance at all. Mm. But what that told me and my family is that um, the question was, was everything from the beginning wrong pertaining to the investigation of my brother? Because if the one guy everybody was saying is the ringleader and everybody's scared of him, that's the reason why they're not talking. If he wouldn't talk while he was facing a sentence of life imprisonment just to roll on the other people and get a clean slate pertaining to Donnie and this current charge. He never talked. Yep. So it just hmm. things just didn't add up at that point.
0: Okay. You also it told felt like me we
1: were right back to square one.
0: Right. I, I, yeah, I can tell. What about this? Uh a teacher called you. So I don't know if you knew this teacher originally or something. And she said, uh, "Talked about a phone call that she got." Montchat. I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it, but I will allow you to uh, tell the story.
1: Right. So I did receive a phone call. It was um, a year after Donnie's disappearance. It was a a local teacher within the community. Um, she she's was, was retired and has lived in another state. I didn't know her. um, Knew nothing of her. Um, She had called to let me know that she had received a phone call from one of her previous students that she had kept in contact with. uh, She had kind of helped him along the way. And he was very distraught. Um, He was sobbing uncontrollably. She said it, it took her quite a while for to be able to calm him down enough to even understand what he was saying. Um, But he was saying he was um, there and a witness to Donnie being murdered and how they disposed of his body. Um, She couldn't really give me any details because she couldn't really understand him clearly as to what he was saying because he was just that upset um and she said that she had debated on you know a couple of days after that phone call whether or not to even call and reach out and call me because she didn't really have any information but it just weighed on her heart to share what she had
0: okay did she name uh the former student's name did she give a name
1: she did not give a name
0: she did not
1: she did not.
0: So this isn't even something that you or the police could follow up on because she wouldn't give a name? Right. A, she uh, said if, please.
1: because he was scared, it was because he was scared, and she said if he called back, um, she would give his name, but she didn't know where he was. Um, you know, I... I don't know. Looking back now, I guess I should have been more diligent at pressing for names or information. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, um,
0: okay. Did you, did, I,
1: we had followed.
0: Uh, I'll ask you this. Did you know this teacher before this ever happened? No, I did not. All right. No. So she just kind of calls you out of the blue. Right. All right. Do you, uh, since then, have you tried to check up on this particular person's uh, reputation and, dare I say, mental health, anything like that? Does this person have in her school district or whatever she is now, does um, she have a good reputation? What would you say?
1: I honestly couldn't say. Um, No idea. She, no idea. She was retired. She does not even live in the state of Louisiana anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I didn't know her, don't know her. Um, Okay. At the time, she was just another person with just a outlandish story. I couldn't (laughs) tell you how many of them I have heard through this whole process. Right. Yep. It's just, it's been ridiculous. It is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, surely it is. You just
1: don't know what to believe, um, anymore. Yep. You just,
0: I don't know. No, oh, it's uh, totally sensible, Carmen. Uh, that's the way disappearances are. A lot of crazy stories, but uh, I, I wanted to bring that one up in particular. But when a person isn't willing to give names, um, I, start, I start to wonder. I think the audience does as well. Regarding all of these people who did get charged and then their charges were dropped, what did Christie have to say about all of
1: this? I never talked to her again after um, there was just no more to talk about. She was just adamant. She, you know, didn't know anything. Um, I so I never. I don't know what she thought of it, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to her.
0: Are right, you know, so? Once these charges occurred in late twenty eighteen into twenty nineteen, you never had a, a talk with Christy about hey, what do you think about all this?
1: No. I did
0: not. Okay. When has when was the last time that you spoke to Christy about Donnie's disappearance?
1: Um, it would have been probably maybe October of
0: twenty eighteen. Wow. So just a month the last time you spoke to her was like only just a month after he went missing.
1: Right.
0: Wow. Okay, what has she done with her life since then? Do you know?
1: I don't know. No, oh, I, do. I don't.
0: Okay, and we have to remember there was a story that Donnie uh, was, might have had an issue with her ex. Uh, did that uh, go anywhere? And we should make clear that these people who were charged, none of them were Christie's ex. Um, Christie, at least when you spoke to her you know, back then, did she give you any impression on that?
1: No, she said um, that she didn't think you would do anything like that, um, but maybe she wouldn't put it past them. Um, she just didn't know. I know that the the police, the investigators, had brought Christy in multiple times. Uh, mm-hmm. They brought her ex in. Um, one time I know of, nothing ever came of it,
0: though, that um, helped the investigation any. Okay. Let's move on to this. Uh, You've sent me pictures of the police eventually digging. Where was this? I mean, uh, you know, I'm not into construction or anything, but it looked to me like they were going to be building a, a huge building or something, all the equipment that they had out there. When did this happen? Why did this happen?
1: So that was um, at the property on May Road. Um, That happened after the initial search where the cadaver dogs were brought in and they did um, hit on what they say was, you know, blood or human um, decomposition. So they, that area was flooded and the, It was flooded, but flooded as in, at the time, it was probably no more than four feet of water and uh, maybe half acre. So they marked it and flagged it and they needed to get, from what I, my understanding, because that was, um, I think it was in January of 2019. Okay. And then the, then the floodwaters came in. And so they had to wait and get the funding for the rest of the search. Their um, plan was to, because the floodwaters would, had already come in at that point, was to get um, an excavator and, um, workers, volunteers, um, bridge pilings, um, bladders, because they were going to, the plan was to dam off that area and pump out the water Mm. so that they could excavate that area that the dogs hit in. So it was a massive undertaking. had there had to be we weren't allowed on the property at that time so we were looking through the tree like through the woods trying to keep up with you know see what was going on because they we had a lot of hope that especially with the cadaver dogs and all that that Donnie's remains would be found um there had to be at least 60 to 100 people. There were so many people, vehicles, large equipment, um, but all their efforts failed because just the back pressure of the floodwaters was just too much. Too much. The, um, Yeah, the dam broke and, you know, pretty much washed it all away. So oh, they had to um, just call it off. Um and then just wait until the floodwaters uh, moved back out and then they said they would come back and uh, that took a few months I monitored the property um, like every week I went there just check, watch the water leave um, and so that's what we did and I, I we just waited. I kept notifying the detective of the water level every week until we could get back in there. Cause uh, we were just like, we just banked on that spot. Like that just yeah. had to be it. That was our Holy grail. I mean, that's all we had. That was our, our hope right there. Um, and then, uh, so we just waited until we were able to get back onto the property. Um, Ashland was that uh, in August of
0: 2019. Okay. And it was a huge. I mean, you know, I hope to be able to show the listeners some the pictures. I mean, this was a huge undertaking. That
1: was a huge undertaking. Yeah, it was
0: huge. It looked like the Army Corps Uh, engineers out there building, you know, building some sort of dam that was going to be, you know, supposed to exist for like 500 years or something. It just that's the impression that gave me. All all in an effort to find anything connected to Donnie.
1: Right. Well, I mean, they were, um, with all their information, their investigation, um, that with the cadaver dogs, and then, I guess, um, some tips coming in, that 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 was it. That was the spot where they had disposed of Donnie's body,
0: where Mm -hmm. they had
1: buried him. Um, So
0: yeah right
1: so that failed and then so for round two coming back to the property um, that was august 5th of 2019 they brought in um, a much smaller um, operation it was just um, five detectives and one small mini x and uh, we went straight to the spot um, my uncle is the one who actually ran the equipment, and every, with every scoop, it was just, everybody was holding their breath, Yeah. Um, you know, we, we'd look, and everybody was looking through it, see if, you know, there's anything, it was, um, but hours and hours went by, the hole just kept getting deeper and deeper, wider and wider, and, um, there, there was nothing. nothing, we didn't find anything, so, The detective said that that was all the funding that they had. Um, They couldn't go any further. Um, At this time um, my husband and I had already purchased the property. Um, We did that when we seen it come up for um, bank foreclosure and it had already the cadaver dogs had already hit and saying that you know that's where some human remains were and I didn't want to take the risk of losing evidence or that property or the search for my brother's remains. So my husband and I, we, we purchased the property. So by the time the second search came about, we had already owned it. So once um, the detective said they couldn't do any more, we had asked... Um, if we could continue the search and they said well you know we can't stop you it's your property mm, that's so true. that's what we did um, yeah so that's what we did we uh, rented um, equipment and uh, my uncle flew in from california and uh, my nephew was there who's a large equipment operator and um, the, all of us were there the entire family my kids included and we dug for um, days days we mm-hmm. dug probably an acre of land at least that i know we went because there was at one time it was said that there at the time of johnny's disappearance there was actually a mini excavator that was stolen in the area so um some tips had come in too to kind of leave us that way and the detectives that you know maybe they stole the mini x to to bury his remains and you know that's it was deeper than a shovel um, so we we did 15
0: feet and uh, to remind everybody regarding this so you're talking about the may road location that you actually bought it yes okay and how um, to remind everybody how far is this from where rob adkins lived where donnie was
1: uh, five, six miles.
0: Six miles. Okay. And how large is this property that you now own?
1: Um, it's 52 acres. Wow. And, um, oh, my but goodness. But 42 of it is owned by a timber, timber company, and 10 acres in the house is owned by me.
0: Okay. All right. So that's if you want to look at that whole property, that's a lot of digging.
1: Yes, okay
0: do you uh are you digging on that property to this day or have you kind of put that to the side for now carmen
1: we've kind of put it to the side for now um we have searched we we did um, mm-hmm. um a volunteered grid search we had a bunch of volunteers we walked the entire 52 acres um we flagged everything that we thought was suspects. we took the track machines in there um Either we hand dug with shovels or the track machine, every spot that looks suspicious. But that's as far as we've we've gotten. Um, So I don't know if the claims are true and Donnie is actually buried at that property, or maybe he's not. Okay. Uh, We we don't know.
0: All right. Do you live there then?
1: No. um, Just own it? Please. Please. Oh, um I do not live there. Uh, we actually relocated um, my grandma, oh. who's Donnie's biological grandmother uh, from oh. Kansas. She actually lives on the property.
0: Oh, okay, thank you. Now, uh, one more piece of information that I think is very important. Uh, Rob Adkins, what happened to him?
1: Uh, he passed away in uh, 2021, I think. Wow. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, Anything, uh, to your knowledge, anything suspicious about his death?
1: No. I think he was um, chronically ill from something. I think he died of natural causes.
0: All right. So if he knew anything more than what he said about Donnie's disappearance, uh, that information went with him. It did, yes. And I'm guessing that uh, was a very disheartening uh, incident as well, knowing that the person who last, seemingly, last saw Donnie is no longer with us. I mean, that had to have affected you too.
1: Um, quite honestly,
0: um, I always want you to be honest.
1: Detect- yeah, because the detectives and, um, everybody around me was just so uber focused on these five suspects and Mm -hmm. may road it's like i had blinders on um i was just focused on that that Mm -hmm. i didn't see the question marks until after you actually pointed them out with rob
0: oh okay
1: yeah i mean okay i knew you know Donnie's stuff was there, and that didn't make sense to me. Like it was, I was always stuck on his backpack and his wallet and his keys and all that, but I didn't take it as far as Rob was the last person to see him. He's got to know more. I, I, I didn't... Okay. I, okay.
0: You know. So I guess what we're saying is at the time, you were just taking whatever Rob had to say at face value. That, yes. that at least at the time in 2018, that you just believed his story without questioning it?
1: Right. I didn't okay.
0: have any reason not to. Yeah. Okay. It's- okay. Once again, I, I'm here to, uh, of course, do these interviews and everything, but uh, the listeners know that I try to give my best advice behind the scenes. Of course, I don't know what happened, but... It just, um, as the listeners now know, having listened to 300 episodes, that when somebody you know admits that set okay, or has a story that says, "Yeah, John Smith walked off," and then John Smith's truck and everything else are still at the house for like a week, and this person doesn't seem bothered by this and makes no effort to try to figure out what happened to that person, that's always going. To, you know, it's always going to get my attention. That's the only reason I brought it up. Uh, very well could be the rob yeah, had nothing I mean, to do with this, but uh, it is curious.
1: It makes sense. Yeah, it, mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It's when you're in the moment, yep. and your family member being a missing person, you just there's so much emotion behind it. There, the logical thinking part doesn't really kick in to some point, especially when you're being guided and led by who you trust, which is the detectives who are supposed to know more than you um, Uh and have some kind of insight in it. You just, that's where you put your faith into. And um, that's what my mom and I did.
0: Um, Right. When really probably when it comes to disappearances, probably the people in the, People in law enforcement involved know as much as you do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, they, they, they yeah. maybe maybe yeah. you've learned that now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 yeah. don't. They just sure don't have need. a lot of experience in this area. Okay, so Rob Atkins uh, is uh, deceased. The shit ass. Whatever happened to Donnie's truck? What happened to it?
1: He was um, actually buying it from a friend, so he was making payments on it. Uh, so once that friend was made aware and found out about Donnie's disappearance, he had contacted me and um, about the truck. And I said, I you know really don't know. It'd probably be best that you just contact the detectives because I don't know if it's evidence or they need it or you know what's going on with that. And um, they released the truck to him. Uh, 24
0: hours later. Okay. Let's move on to this. I think the listeners can already tell, you know, by you know the tone of your voice for a lot of this conversation, Carmen, that this is uh, obviously very emotional uh, for you. But um, maybe you can talk about, for example, your mother, maybe your other family members, and how this has affected uh, your family as a whole.
1: Um. Yeah, it's, it's affected everyone. It's been uh, it's been really tough, just the not knowing, um, not being able to. I think we've all made peace with um, the fact that he's he is deceased. Um, it's just the not being able to lay him to rest, um, have that final closure. That was something my mom really had a struggle with um it was her only son her baby yeah uh, we actually lost my mom unexpectedly um on December 30th of last year so she's okay if that is something I'm dealing with um I feel like I let her down because I wasn't able to take her closure um uh, My brother
0: and my brother
1: are together now, so... Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not unusual, Carmen.
1: It's been tough.
0: Yeah. Right. Do you have a Facebook page, website, anything like that set up for Donnie's disappearance? If so, why don't you uh, mention it right now?
1: Yes, it's um, Missing Persons Donnie Atkins. It's a Facebook page that has um, a lot of information on there pertaining to his case um, from the beginning. Um, If anybody wants to look into it Mm and, you know, by agreeing to do this, I just, um, you know, maybe somebody will come across it and can shed some new light on uh, my brother's case.
0: We should note that Donnie uh, is the a junior, right? I see the like the, the, the two or the Roman numeral two beside his name. He is a junior, Donnie Atkins the second. Yes, his uh,
1: his um, uh, sorry. That's all right. His real name is uh, Donald Ray Atkins the second. The
0: second, so he has the exact same name as his father.
1: No, it's actually his
0: grandfather. His grandfather, okay, the second. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donny. Okay. So if anybody is looking into that and they see that, yes, so we just kind of left that out. It's Donnie Atkins the Second. Yes. And why don't you mention that Facebook page one more time for everyone, if you could. Yes, it's Don. He his
1: name was Donald, but he... Mm-hmm went by Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E. Yeah. The Facebook missing person page for him, that it's facebook.me slash missing Donnie Atkins.
0: Okay. And you are the administrator there? You started that page? So if anybody sends you any messages, you will get them? Yes. Okay, very good. Carmen, any final words before we complete this interview?
1: I appreciate you taking the time to look um, into my brother's case and taking the time to make this podcast. You're very welcome. It really does mean a lot. Um, You just never want...
0: uh, Sorry. That's all right. You don't have to... Do do not apologize for being emotional. You do not have to apologize, (laughs) Carmen. Please. Don't have to apologize.
1: You just never want your loved one to be forgotten. Yeah. Um, and as hard as it is, this is just, it is a blessing to have people like you um, look you. into families' cases because it it just keeps their case alive and, you know, some interest in it, whether it's those true crimers or people who just, you know, like looking into these type of things. Yeah. At least it's being talked about, and, you know, He's a discussion. He's not forgotten. And maybe one day there will be closure. Yeah.
0: I certainly hope this can help. Um, And, uh, you know, we got... uh, There's so many different angles. You know, especially considering the people were actually charged with this disappearance and all the charges were dropped. We have, uh, like, maybe four different groups... That we could be, we look raw by himself. We got this group. We got Christy. We might even be open to something else regarding his disappearance. And then, of course, we can't rule out the idea that uh, maybe Donnie just caused his own disappearance all on his own. I don't think there are any facts, right. you know, to dispute that, just to be honest. So there's a lot of different right. angles to this. Uh, and, um, like, you should know that people being charged and the charges being dropped somewhat rare uh, but maybe better than that, then they go to a trial and they're all found not guilty and then things come out afterwards and then these people get to walk away scot-free as what happened recently with the disappearance of Alyssa Turney in Arizona where her stepfather was charged, brought to trial and it got to the point where the judge just said, you know what, there's no evidence to connect Michael Turney to Alyssa's disappearance And the case was dismissed, and Michael Turney is now a free man. Even though I think most of the public believes, really does believe, that he did do something to Alyssa. So this is something that we want to avoid. Um, So it may very well may be that this group did something to Donnie, but better that the charges be dropped, and instead of going to trial and being found not guilty, and then that's it. So. You know, uh, you, you just, ha- unfortunately, you kind of have to just think of it that way.
1: Yeah, you know? that is a way to look at it.
0: Yeah. But I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound, Carmen.
1: Thank you, Ed. I, I, I really do appreciate you. I, re- I really do. <laughs> Words can't you, you... express my gratitude for you.
0: Oh, Well, you're very welcome, and I appreciate you appearing on this episode. Thanks. Thank you. And that was part two of my August 4th, 2023 interview with Carmen Spillers, sister of Donnie Atkins. She and I had to fight through my bad voice, leaf blowers, building construction, and a cuckoo clock to bring that long recording to you. So I really thank her for joining me and all of you on this episode. Regarding the location where Donnie was last seen, although I did not make a video regarding it, I did take a look at both a satellite view and street view. It's the 2400 block of Jonesboro Road, West Monroe, Louisiana, if you'd like to check it out. In general, there are some thick woods to the west of the location. There is a large body of water, and I know I'm going to destroy this name, but... Chenier Lake, which is to the west, if any of you are entertaining a walk-off scenario. Otherwise, there isn't really anything that jumps out at me. Of course, if Bowman can go unfound for 18 months in Santa Monica, California, while lying in a courtyard the whole time, a quarter mile from his Uber destination, then anything seems possible. So what to think overall about Donnie's disappearance? Lots of different ways you could go. Rob did it. But how do you explain him causing Donnie's disappearance, but then Rob also leaving over $100 in Donnie's wallet? Christy caused it. Except she was the one who finally let Donnie's family know that she hadn't heard from him. Moreover, the phone records show she tried contacting Donnie over and over that next week. The group that got charged actually really are guilty, except not one of them has ever rolled over on the others, which seems unlikely if they did it. And yes, two of them were renting at Rob's place, but Rob was never charged with that group and never said anything about those two having any problems with Donnie. Donnie did this all on his own, except for his voicemail being accessed for at least two weeks after he was last seen by Rob. In addition, if Donnie walked off in broad daylight on a Sunday, why didn't anyone see him? Yep, no easy answers for us. It seems the prosecution isn't the only group with trials and tribulations regarding Donnie's disappearance. If you'd like to read and hear my in-depth analysis, along with my own theories regarding Donnie's disappearance, please go to patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast, sign up, and partake in the Unfound blog. Until then, I leave the public theorizing... Up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs-up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.